Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Natalie Moore, in for Sasha Ann Simons. As we wrap up the year, we're revisiting some of our favorite interviews with Chicago musicians. Multi-instrumentalist Andrew Bird has been a longtime fixture in the city's music scene and released a new record in June called Inside Problems. Sasha spoke to Bird back in April when he had just released his single, Underlands. She began the conversation by asking him about his proudest achievement. I've always measured things by the live performance, so the venues that I've been able to play and the shows that I've been able to play with with other people. So I would say, yeah, like playing the Hollywood Bowl or Millennium Park. We had a big show there years ago that was, you know, like 13,000 people. And that was nice. That was it really uh, a moment. Um, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of how I, I always think of things in terms of the the performance still have show. So the, the new single, it features uh, some perfectly melodic whistling, which is classic Andrew Bird. What is it like being the best whistler alive? I got to ask. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I'm the best whistler, whistler alive, but it's I don't know. I a, think I'd say you are. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of, you know, different techniques that uh, some of which I can't do. Like there's I can't whistle through my teeth or that sort of warbling effect that uh, some people can do. I I can't do my my style of whistling is like a sort of a power ballad aria kind of whistling, a full mm-hmm. operatic whistling. But uh, what is it like? I don't know. It's 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 just kind of uh, what I do incessantly all day long. So it'd be I always say it would be strange to stop whistling. It's a pretty cool I talent on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this new album, Inside Problems. Talk about the name. Yeah, it's something that uh, that occurred to me years ago. I thought it was amusing. The, uh, you know, I sort of joke that there's two kinds of problems in this world: inside problems and outside problems. And it's, of course, things are not that that simple. This kind of as a vague reference to to something, something kind of messed up and wrong going on inside inside you that no one else is privy to. I, I gathered certain titles that I, I think uh, I keep a note, a notebook full of p- possible titles. Um, and that one, that one that stood one, out, uh, stuck with me. Yeah. I want to play a clip from uh, a short film you released yesterday. I think this captures some of what you're talking about. Let's listen. I feel like I'm molting. It's not a pleasant feeling. I go through four or five days of just being, feeling like I have like a, uh, like a layer over me, suppressed and extremely tired. And when I emerge after a few days, I feel like a newborn foal, you know? So the video used for the release is quite interesting. That voiceover kind of feels experimental and, um, introspective. So can you give us more of the inspiration behind this? Yeah, I just uh, decided to, you know, just record myself um, riffing on 
what I think the album is talking about. I mean, it's, it's a difficult one to articulate this album. Usually I have no problem talking about songs, um, on the album, but this one, it's like, I kind of think that's what the songs are, are for. <laughs> and a lot of them were written, you know, lying in bed when I couldn't sleep in the last couple of years. Um, and I'm not the person that gets up and, you know, mops the floor when I can't sleep. I just lie there and mm, yeah. go deep into, well, I can just kind of pull up a song and kind of tinker with it in my head. And so it's, it's kind of, you know, the, those moments in the middle of the night when you're kind of spiraling and you're, there's no distractions or noise to keep the personal demons from kind of running, running rampant. And, and it's, I think this album is sort of an attempt to keep them in line or put yeah. them, organize them into song form. Makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, it looks like it's, it's largely, um, behind the scenes footage of the music video for atomized, which is another recent release of yours. So can you talk about that? Yeah. I had this idea of, of doing a, a long form film for this album where I'm just sort of walking across a room all black and white and encountering various um, obstacles as I try to get from one end to the other in slow motion. And that sort of morphed into to this video for Atomized, which is, you know, the song is trying to, taking a, 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 the idea that, that Joan Didion threw out there in, in the late 60s about the atomization of, of society and, and, uh, and culture being kind of broken apart and broken down into the most basic uh, molecules and, and atoms. Well, this is atomized right now. Let's listen to a little bit more. Stop making your apologies. Stop blaming technology, yeah. Blaming technology, oh. May you please, may you stop making your apologies, oh. Yeah, I was reading a lot of John Diddy. I mean, you could probably look at the books on my nightstand from the last two or three years and, and get a sense of what what's going on in these songs. But um, that that quote stuck with me of, of, of looking at things in terms of uh, breaking culture down and society down into its smallest parts and, and unconnected to others. And that helped, I think, express how I was feeling the last couple of years. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking to Andrew Bird. Today, he has released a new single, Underlands, and announced his new album, Inside Problems. Uh, all right, I want to talk about instruments, Andrew. You, you play so many, but you are probably, I think, best known as a violinist. And I hear that you have a special connection with one of your violins, the, the one that you bought when you were 16, was it? Yeah, I was getting very serious. I'd played since I was four years old, but in, in high school, it was just becoming, I, I was really dedicating myself to it and practicing hours and hours a day and searching for the, you know, the, an instrument at that time is first of all, they were extremely expensive and you never know what you're getting with a instrument that's 200 years old. Mm -hmm. So I heard about a violin maker. He was a Polish immigrant who lived in Norwich named Zenon Petish and I went to Norwich to his house and I had to, he only made 40 instruments in his lifetime. So I had to audition wow. to, for him for the right to purchase his 
violin. Wow, that's um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I've I've had it uh, since I was sixteen, and I've never envied another instrument. I mean, I've I've played a Stradivarius before, and I I think okay, that's when you play a Stradivarius, you're like, oh, that's that sound, but it's a very specific thing. Whereas this instrument um, is very versatile, and I can pull all sorts of sounds out yeah. of it. You spent some time recording yourself playing out in nature, and this track is called Rising Water. It's from your album Echo Locations Canyon. about where you recorded this particular track and what inspired you to record it there in the first place um i got a tip from a musician friend that there was we were talking about acoustics um in outdoor environments and he said he mentioned this this canyon in utah in southern utah called coyote gulch and uh it's in the bears ears national park in southern utah and we had to hike several hours. We got lost. Um, I'm carrying a violin and, and various things, and we had to re- basically rappel down into this canyon. Uh, this is me and a filmmaker friend of mine, Tyler Manson. And it's the, the walls of the canyon kind of come together at the very top, so you just see a little patch of sky. So it's almost like a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just an extraordinary reverberance and so the idea was to go and make this sort of sonic map of the environment. So when the listener hears it, they, with their eyes closed, can can kind of map it in their mind based on how the sound is bouncing off the environment. And that's why it's called echolocations, like the way bats, you know, use echolocations. the sound bounces off these canyons tells me what to play next yeah. or how little to play or to how much space to leave so you can hear the the reverberance and then yeah there there is this there's a track on the, on that album called the canyon wants to hear c sharp, c sharp which is um, exactly <laughs> what it sounds like yeah. it's matter of fact yeah mm-hmm. um yeah that that's just a, been a fascinating thing for me to 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 come up with projects where you have to react to your environment. Well, that one, Rising Water, it definitely feels very cinematic. Mm -hmm. You've had a hand in scoring several films, Andrew. How'd you get into that? Well, uh, when I was in music school at Northwestern, that's what I thought I wanted to do because I was so kind of omnivorous uh, stylistically. I was into a different thing every two weeks and just to, you know, devouring different types of music that I found interesting. And I thought, what better way to use all that than to do film scores. But then I, I got on sidetracked by this adventure of getting in a van and driving around and playing clubs all over the country. And that became its own 
movie and a road movie in a way. But no, more recently, I've gotten, I've done a few more um, film scores. Most notably, like I did, I did Lynn Shelton's last film or second to last film, and I've I've done like a hand, maybe half a dozen films, uh, documentaries, and, and nice. features. Yeah, it's it's a different thing because you know you're not you're not fully autonomous, and you're part of a a big machine that generates this thing. So mm-hmm. it's it, depending on the project, I have varying levels of autonomy. Like I just did Judd Apatow film, and it's it's like a very massive Hollywood machine. But uh, I've done a bunch of indie films where where you get a little more freedom. As well. Yeah. Well, your your career in, in in front of the lens or you know behind the lens it, it doesn't stop there. I want to talk about Thurman Smutney, which is a character you played in the FX hit Fargo, and the character yeah. or the creator rather Noah Hartley. Did he write this role for you? Is that right? I mean, he saw me play a show in Austin, Texas, where he's from, and he kind of cast me on the spot. I think he was looking for his funeral director. This is the fourth uh, installment of, of the Fargo series, and each each one of the uh, Fargos has has kind of a character that's sort of the moral compass, or like the generally decent person surrounded by all these depraved, violent people. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he decided I should be in this version. So, I play a funeral director um, in uh, Kansas City in the '40s and '50s, and. I'm just trying to keep my my family safe and amongst gangsters and yeah, it was my first time acting and uh, what was that like taking that leap? Well, it was um, you know it's still a mysterious art to me. I, I understand performing and I've had people say like when I do certain certain songs of mine that like that it is kind of like acting in a way. Sometimes I have songs that are kind of like one act plays, you know that with dialogue where I'm playing both roles. So I understand what that feels like, but to do it on a set over and over again, while they set up the different camera shot, that that's a different kind of performance where you're trying to sustain your presence all day long. That, that was tricky. That was hard. Let's talk about this tour. We, we talked about your album inside problems. You named the tour outside problems. Why? During the, the pandemic, I did a lot of recording outside, making various videos or just making recordings. And for various reasons, um, I, one, because I like recording outside I, based on the echolocations. And right. Sometimes it was just a necessity. And uh, I put together all these uh, performances that I recorded myself playing instrumentally outside, and I'm calling that outside problems. So... That album will come out this summer on a tour-only vinyl set, and then will come out properly in the in the fall. So it's uh, me sort of just uh, improvising on a lot of the melodic themes, because I always I always find that making an album of these songs, the kind of brevity that you seek in in writing a good song leaves a lot of good ideas on the cutting room floor. So I, I always like to have a an escape valve project that lets me improvise and play more freely. Well, you're going to play the new Chicago venue, the Salt Shed, this summer in August, and you will be among the first artists to actually play on that new stage. So can you tell us anything about the show? It's funny because I I remember 
driving down to visit my grandparents downtown when I was a kid and seeing, I mean, the Morton Salt Shed is such an iconic Chicago thing you'd see on the, on the freeway. Yeah. Along with like the Magicist sign, which is now gone. I don't <laughs> know if you remember that one, but, uh, the shows that's going to be towards the end of a long summer tour with Iron and Wine. Uh, so Sam Beam and I will be playing our own sets, and then he's gonna we're gonna to play together as well as a duo, and it's gonna be a really fun tour. I'm really looking forward to it. It's first time I'll be on a rolling tour in about three years. That's Andrew Bird. Today he dropped his latest single, Underlands. Talked with us about his new album, Inside Problems an upcoming tour outside problems. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, let's go out on another track. This is from your Grammy-nominated album, My Finest Work Yet. It's called Sisyphus. This episode of Reset was produced by Ethan Schwab and edited by Andrew Merriweather. Dive back into all of our favorite music episodes from the past year by subscribing to the Reset Podcast. And when you do, leave us a rating. It really helps more listeners find us. That's all for Reset. I'm Natalie Moore, Empress Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you back here tomorrow. information continues to come at us faster and faster sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind npr's through line takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed find npr's through line wherever you get your podcasts